0: New York Mets are in the World Series, and Chris, I am uh, looking forward to getting some pizza. That, that's that's really the headline for me. I've never been to New York, I've never had New York pizza, and now I'm looking forward to it.
1: So thank you, Mets. Well, that's a shame, because I'm from Chicago, and I love Chicago pizza. So
0: This is this is two weeks ago, internet. Dude. We, we, can't even, <laughs> we can't even have a legitimate podcast and do Chicago versus New York pizza at this point. Just, people are going to laugh at us.
1: I mean, look, I'm happy for you that you get to go to New York and hang <laughs> out, but I'm I'm just saying i got to rep my hometown.
0: All right, all right. Um, This is the StewPod, people. Hello. Hello, baseball fans. I'm Mike Oz. And I'm Chris Swick. He's Chris. And we're doing the StewPod thing. And uh, as we said, the Mets are in the World Series. The AL is not yet decided. Um, The Royals are trying to punch their ticket again, and the Blue Jays are trying to come back. And we're not going to talk too much about that, because by the time you listen to this, it all could have changed. The Blue Jays... In a, in in one dimension of this podcast could be winning a game seven, and we could be talking about how the Royals are great. And we call could be wrong, right, Chris? I mean, we don't want to do that.
1: We uh, we are only correct on this podcast. <laughs> we only say truthful things. So we're just
0: not even gonna we're not even gonna talk about that because we're recording this right now. They're playing they're playing game six tonight. They're playing game seven potentially on, on Saturday. So we're just gonna leave it alone. You guys will know what happened. We don't need to hear our opinions on it. And when it does happen, when it's all over, then we'll talk about it. Exactly. Sound good?
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So uh we've been podcasting a lot, Chris. I, I I want to tell everybody we had Jose Reyes on earlier this week on a different stew pod. Yes. And I w- I would recommend that even if even if the Blue Jays do get eliminated. Um I think there's still some really good stuff from him about um the Blue Jays and the Mets and I think the what would, what would tell the people what the best part was.
1: The best part was talking about whether a hot dog was a sandwich.
0: That's correct. And that, that was all you, man, so props to you. Well, that,
1: yeah, that's just my go-to. Anytime a hot dog's involved, I'm asking that question. You
0: know what we should do? We should do, like, a, we should just always ask people that and just put, like, a supercut episode with 20 different baseball players talking about that.
1: I don't know how interesting that would be to anybody.
0: <laughs> I would like it. I okay. think would be funny. So uh this week on the show we're running down a number of topics uh from the from the world of baseball. We will talk about the Mets. Uh we will talk about I already forgot. What else are we talking about, Chris?
1: Uh we're gonna sprinkle in some cubs stuff in there. Oh yeah, that's we're right. Talk the cubs.
0: A little bit about the Dodgers. Oh yeah, them.
1: We have to bring them up a little bit. And we're gonna talk about some of the hmm, how do I wanna tease this? The most uh Quotation marks offensive things we've seen in the playoffs thus far. The
0: horrible, horrible things, the travesties of yes of mankind that have taken place on baseball fields. Exactly, it's been horrible, man. There's <laughs> just been, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how this how this happens.
1: We'll find out how horrible it actually was when we talk about it.
0: <laughs> oh man, this is the stew pod. We're gonna play some. I I didn't I you know what I've neglected on our on our um our last podcast about the Mets to give a shout out to nas because i played i played nas on there because he's from queens you know of course and so i had to had to kind of do that one and this week i want to play more new york hip-hop so the our little bumper music is ditc it's called day one uh they're not really from queens they're just from all over new york so no one no one hold that against me i know better but um you know just just sprinkling in some some new york hip-hop so take a listen we'll be right back with some more stewpod on yahoo sports (music) We are back. Uh, Stupod, Yahoo Sports, baseball, Mike, Chris. That covers everything, I think. Yep. Yeah, big leagues do. Um, back to the Future lied. Hardcore. They did. The Cubs did not win the World Series. I'm saddened by this. Um, I saw on Twitter that the, the guy who plays Biff. Apparently, people were just tweeting nonsense at him about the Cubs losing, and he's like, it's just a movie, people. Like he, I don't know. Maybe he just was mad because he didn't get invited to Kimmel or, or whatever, like True. everybody else. But um, I don't know, man. The Cubs, I uh, I love Back to the Future. I wanted it to happen for for multiple reasons, but Back to the Future would have helped, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I love that franchise. <laughs> the movie franchise, not the, not necessarily the Cubs.
0: So we're not going to talk too much more about Back to the Future, but I, I do want to talk a little bit about the actual future, Chris, and ask you this question, because I think this is the, the conversation with the Cubs now. Um, we know they're going to be good. We know that they potentially could you know, break the, the, the long drought of not winning the World Series. But in which year, if you had to pick a year, when do you think they win the World Series? 2036. That's, that's quite a, nah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just,
1: that was the first number that popped into my head. So that's what you get.
0: You get a, you get a you and your White Sox hat, man.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think, well, okay. What would, what would be your answer?
0: I'm trying to give you some opportunities to talk because I've been talking the whole time. All right. But if fair you really want to know my answer, I'm, I'm giving them, I'm giving them three years.
1: Yeah. Right. So that's, I feel like that's obviously the, the logical way to go. I mean, you look at the core that they have, the fact that this year they were supposed to be pretty good, but not an elite team. And I think, you know, the expectation is now, if, well, let let me drop this on you. Let's say if you had to pick one team who you felt confident enough would make the playoffs the next five years, do the Cubs lead that list? Oh, that's a good question. Because I I feel like they probably do. That they're probably the safest pick.
0: Yeah, I I think so. I I don't know that I would. I, I mean, I guess the Astros would be up there, but I don't know that I would necessarily think they're for sure going to make the playoffs next year. You know, they have right. some they have some question marks. They have some people leaving. Um, I feel like the Cubs are a good choice because I also feel like I know the Cubs are going to go out and spend some money and, you know, come back with probably another pitcher, which I think is, you know, probably yeah. the thing that they need the most.
1: But, but I also feel like that's that's like the kiss of death too because I remember, ah, when was it? Maybe like 2010 when the Rangers were really good. They were that team for me where I'm like, oh, they're going to win a World Series in the next four or five years. And they went into somewhat of a tailspin until this season. And then I feel like the Nationals have been that team the last couple years, and they haven't even made the playoffs. You know, they've missed out on the playoffs, what, two of the last three seasons? So it's, it's easy to look at a team like the Cubs and be like, oh, they're going to be there a ton. But baseball has a way of screwing that up. So it, it makes me all – it just makes me nervous.
0: <laughs> just like you screwed up not answering the question.
1: I said what year the Cubs yeah. going to win the World Series? That's what I said. I'm sticking to it.
0: 2036. Yep. I I think I'm going to adjust. I think I'm going to go 2 years cuz I I feel like I feel like baseball now is at the point where you don't really necessarily need to ramp up anymore. I mean, look at the look at the Royals last year, look at the Mets this year. The Giants are kind of a different, you know, they're they're a different animal. But um, you know, you, it, you it's not like okay, we win the wild card, then we win the DS next year, then we win the LCS next year, and then we win the World Series. It's like I I feel like you just kind of Get in the playoffs, get hot, and win the World Series. So I'm not going to go next year. I think I'm going to go 2017. The Cubs win the World Series.
1: That's when the Astros are supposed to win, according to Sports Illustrated.
0: We're not Sports Illustrated, man. We are Yahoo Sports. Look, I'm just saying.
1: Well, now maybe we've started a media feud.
0: Yeah. My God
1: says. Sports Illustrated.
0: I'm shaking. Tom Verducci. (laughs) Screw you, man. There you I go. Know. I don't know. He he seems like a pleasant person with nice hair. So I'm sorry, Tom Verducci.
1: That's not how you feud.
0: <laughs> Who else? Who else should we call out?
1: Um, Jay Jaffe.
0: Yeah. You and your made up statue made up. You and your mustache. <laughs> your beer. <laughs> <laughs> Who drinks beer, man? I mean, everybody. True. Everybody drinks beer. Okay. Um, but. Let's talk about the Mets though, because we were we were kind of there, um, and uh, this might just be me, but I kind of have a feeling that like we're at this point now where the question is, so the Mets are just they're going to win the World Series now, aren't they? Aren't they,
1: Chris? No. What? I think I mean I don't I don't want to give away spoilers, but I think whatever team makes it from the AL, that's the team uh, I'm going to pick to win the World Series.
0: Yeah. Why is that?
1: I don't I just like both of those teams better. I like uh I like the Blue Jays big hitters. So if they can
0: Yeah, they've been really good lately, haven't they? Yeah. Right, if they yeah. can somehow job, mount Chris.
1: this comeback here, uh I like them. And then I, I don't know, the Royals, I just they're a really entertaining team to watch and I feel like that offense is built so uniquely. Uh, I like I like both teams over the Mets, I really do. Oh. I'm going to eat those words, I'm sure, in about a week and a half or however long it takes, but that's where
0: I'm at. Matt de That's See what I just did there?
1: Matt DeGromdegaard. I, I don't know. My brain can't handle that. I don't know what you did.
0: I, I, I created a name that, that encompassed Matt Harvey, Jacob DeGrom, and Noah Syndergaard, and and that's what it's about, man. I've said in this podcast, I didn't do it in our predictions, but but I at least I, I got to the... The problem in my ways here, in the, in the after the the NLDS, and I and I came to the realization that the Mets are going to win the World Series. So you're going to pick them over whatever AL team makes it. Yes.
1: Wow. All right. Well, at least we disagree. We're going to have some... But
0: but I mean, I I was saying back in July, Chris, that the Mets are a team that are that are built in the way that if they get just enough offense, they can they can win in the postseason based on their pitching. I've been saying that, man. Were you saying that? I was. But that's why I said. Against them. That's why I said you need to go get Cespedes. You need to. Mm. I got. I got blinded by the Dodgers, Chris, by all that money. You know. You know what money does to people. It makes them do stupid things, like like pick the Dodgers. Okay. I've seen the error in my ways. Mets. Fair enough. And not just because of pizza.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I I disagree. I disagree with you. So. I feel like that'll be fun. That'll be a fun conversation.
0: So there you go. Cool. (laughs) Do you want to bust out our next one?
1: Oh, yeah, let's do it. Well, okay, so speaking of the Mets, I feel like we have to maybe talk about Daniel Murphy and not so much the streak he's on, but the fact that um, people on Twitter mostly – have taken his hot streak as a way to bring up some of his homophobic comments um, from, I think maybe earlier this spring. I'm actually not sure.
0: Yeah, in, it was it was like in like February or March or something like that.
1: Yeah, where he basically said, "I don't agree with the lifestyle. You know, I'll still, I'll still talk to and have a conversation with a gay person, but I, I don't, I don't agree with how they live their life." Um, and so I don't really know, I guess, what, what the question is here. Uh, I guess I, it's just, it just keeps coming up. So is it something that we as fans or people watching should have to, I don't know, reconcile with every time we see him go out there and hit another home run?
0: I don't think so. And I think the people who or making a big deal out of it every time. I think it's just, it just seems heavy handed. It seems, it seems petty in the sense of, um, like you're trying to create controversy or you're trying to be provocative or you're trying to be outraged. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I I guess my personal philosophy on life is one that's a little less like do what you want, you know, don't get offended at everything. Um, so maybe I'm a little different in that sense. But yeah, I, I guess I just feel like nobody would be talking about this if, you know, he had hadn't had hit a home run. He hit one home run and, you know, was, I don't know, hitting 157 in the series. Yeah, Like, nobody would care. People are just looking to use it as a platform to, you know, pound the pavement about their beliefs, which to me... Doesn't really say anything about Daniel Murphy as so much as it says about the people who are, you know, kind of using this as a as, as their platform to be outraged. Now, if he came out and said, you know, during his NLCS trophy acceptance or MVP trophy acceptance, was like, "Yeah, and here's what I think about gay people," then then right. obviously it's a conversation. But I mean, you're essentially just bringing back something from a long time ago, and you know, getting getting re-outraged about it because the guy happens to be performing well in the postseason. And to me, that just seems cheap.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll preface this by saying I think his comments are dumb and stupid, but I think you're allowed to appreciate what he's doing on the field and separate his trash opinions that he has off the field. Like, I had a really hard time kind of going back to the NFL this season um, I was considering just not watching it because of all the horrible things that happen around the league. Uh, and I did go back, and I feel kind of like a hypocrite about that. But, like, I there's, – there's a difference between me watching a play and being like, wow, that was a great run by Adrian Peterson. And then, like, that doesn't mean I have to root for him because, you know, he, he whipped his child.
0: You know what I'm, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Or I mean, like, it's not like you're going out and being like, "I'm gonna wear a Daniel Murphy jersey now." Right. Be, you know, yeah, like
1: I mean, I think you you have to acknowledge the streak he's on, and I, I don't know. It's weird how how people just continue to bring that up. Like, yeah, but now you're also supporting these things he said, and it's like I, I don't know. Like, there's you're not though. Right. There's such a. I don't. There was a thing a couple weeks ago. Someone. Some like radio host or media person tweeted about Kurt Schilling and basically said the same thing. They're like, if you support Schilling and you love the bloody sock game, you have to agree with all of his opinions off the field. And that's just not true. Like, any smart fan can separate those things. You can appreciate that Schilling was a good baseball player while also being like, I don't know if I agree with this guy's political opinions.
2: Yeah.
0: and And I think there's a difference between, again... Going out there and, you know, specifically saying something to offend people or speaking out of place or or whatever in a way to make your views known. So, again, if he did that at the the trophy presentation or if, I don't know, he wore some band around his arm that signified something hateful or, or, you know, whatever it may be, then I think it's a different conversation. But, and and I I should specify too, like I, I don't agree with him. I don't agree with what he says um, personally, you know, but I'm also not going to be, you know, watch him hit a home run and do this great streak and be like, oh man, that's great. Except for, remember what you said back in 2012? I mean, it just seems kind of, it just doesn't, it just doesn't seem right to me. And I I agree that you can separate, you could separate the two things. Should we move on? I think we should. Okay. <laughs> before I before I get myself in trouble. Fair enough. Um, Dodgers fired yep. or quote unquote parted ways with Don Mattingly um, as their manager, which I don't think was a surprise to anyone. Uh, certainly not you, Chris, Mister uh, manage, Manager Fire Tracker, but. Uh, I think I think we'll all agree it's a it was a good move by them because it was going to happen one way or another unless they won the World Series next year. You know, I mean, he was going to be in the hot seat. He was going to be uncomfortable. So let's not even debate that. Who would you pick for the new Dodgers managers? Num- number of names out there, number of people who could be interested. It's a very high-profile, prestigious job. Who's your guy?
1: So I think my favorite for the job would probably be Bud Black, uh, mainly because I just think, he is a pretty good manager. I feel like he's well-respected around the game. He lasted a long time with the Padres, even though that team wasn't super competitive, and he made it through a lot of regime changes and all that stuff, and I feel like that reflects well on how he's perceived within the baseball community. So he's really kind of my favorite for any opening job, just because I feel like he's well-respected and, and a pretty good manager. Um that said, it seems like Gabe Kapler is getting a lot of buzz there,
0: which is kind of strange.
1: But it, it is a little weird. Um, but he, you know, he was hired by the team as I, I think a, f- a front office guy. I mean, I don't think he's managing, but he's shown some grasp of advanced stats and analytics, and it seems like that's maybe more where the Dodgers want to go. So um, I, I could see I could see either choice really.
0: See, I think that I think Kepler's a little a little out there, and then you're setting yourself up for more scrutiny when you bring in somebody like that um when there's a lot of Dodger fans who already think the new regime and their you know funny numbers or whatever are stupid um again, not to say I agree with that, but that's an opinion people have so if you bring in some guy who's like a totally an unproven manager who you know is is uh been on t v very like health and nutrition, and and you know all these all these other things, except for like, hey, what's your what's your baseball strategy, man? Like certain people aren't going to accept that. Um, so I feel like the best thing for the Dodgers to do in this situation is to find somebody who understands their philosophy, understands the game, has the experience, you know, kind of can kind of bridge all those different things. And I think the guy is Dave Martinez, and and the reason I think that is. Friedman and, and his people, you know, are, are familiar with him. He was uh in Tampa Bay with Joe Madden. He's still with Joe Madden. He's he's the Cubs uh bench coach now. So I, I feel like to me, like he's a guy who has kind of been waiting for his chance to manage. They know him well. Um you know, he he doesn't seem like he's gonna be some, you know, big polarizing hire that could that could backfire. He seems like, you know, kind of the right kind of guy to to get it done. And and we know that Friedman and, and his people, you know, have worked with him in the past, which I think is important.
1: It seems like your dog is pretty anti that position.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Someone, someone (laughs) someone rang the doorbell and, uh, sorry, y'all.
1: Um, yeah, I, I think that's a logical choice. I mean, I, I don't know. I, there's, it seems like there's a lot of different ways they can go with it and, I feel like all of those options are are fine, and there's solid reasoning behind all three of them. I'm going to throw, so, throw you. I'm going
0: to throw your a curveball here. Who would be the worst uh, pick of all the people out there?
1: Matt Williams. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Azizian. Well, like you know, they're not going to go with a guy like Dusty Baker. No. So. Not going to go with like Run Garden higher. Exactly. But Matt Williams is still probably the worst.
0: <laughs> you just you just hate that Matt Williams, don't you?
1: I I mean I kind of like Azizian, so. Yeah,
0: but come on, man. I'm the wrong
1: person to ask about that.
0: Come on. Uh, well, who knows? I mean, maybe they could maybe they could shock us all and find somebody else. We'll see. I think it's going to be interesting because whoever it is, I mean, they're definitely going to have their work cut out for them. You know, expectations and, and you know, I mean, you're replacing a guy who won three straight uh, division titles. Right. I don't know. All right, well, I think
1: we should – move on to maybe something more light and that would be this this heavy topic about what how offended are you during the playoffs what has offended you the most so and offended, man. we're specifically talking about bat flips spraying champagne on the fans all the other shenanigans that have gone on have you have you been personally offended by any of these things
0: i think they're all offensive chris okay anything that happens that is is not what they were doing in baseball back in like 1920 Mm -hmm. i'm offended by all of those things okay so everything that happens in the baseball field nowadays offends me the bat flips um cleats gloves you know gloves gloves offend me no i'm just kidding um I love bat flips, all about the bat flips. So sorry there, bat flip people. Um, I think the whole idea of baseball trying to shut down, uh, cut down on spraying champagne at the fans is also dumb. I mean, if they're there, like we, I think this kind of comes out of the Mets because they've clinched both their series on the road and they've been pretty animated with the with the fans who have been there. Terry, Terry Collins was shooting champagne at them uh, when they clinched, like. Let him have it, man. It's like if I go to if I go to an amusement park and I walk by the water ride and I get water on me, like, oh well. Like I know what i was getting myself <laughs> into. Don't be mad right? about that. Right. And uh I think the fans throwing stuff is probably the worst thing, especially when when your team as the Blue Jays were are telling you like, hey, stop doing this. Like, don't do that. Right. Um to me that that's offensive because then you're 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 you know, going against the team you're rooting for, for one, and you're slowing down the game, and um, I would say that's probably the worst of the so-called offensive things that have happened.
1: Yeah, I would agree. That's Stop agreeing with me, man. I mean, that's the only thing that has really kind of sucked about this postseason, like that moment what for What about me. Pete Rose? Well, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to change my mind. Everything that guy says is offensive to me, mostly. Oh, um, Pete Rose. But, the problem, well, now see, you've made me shift this entire conversation. But the the problem I've had is, you know, I love Arod, so I've been pretty excited to see him on the pregame show and listen to everything he says as an analyst. And it's just hard for me to do that when Pete Rose shares the screen with him. I find myself just muting and unmuting constantly because I don't want to hear what Pete Rose, the bridge troll, says. In- <laughs> While he's on TV, so
0: and we could agree that Arod's been pretty good, huh?
1: I mean, again, I feel like I haven't been able yeah. to listen to him enough. rod has been great. I,
0: I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: I know there there was a quote from, it was way back earlier this year where he was giving a scouting report on D.D. Gregorius, where you could tell, this guy is super knowledgeable about just baseball and watching the game, and so that that definitely sparked my interest in. A rod, the analyst.
0: My favorite moment, and I you may have missed it because you are muting stuff, but there, there was one point where it was the it was the John, Johnny Cueto game, and they were asking, you know, A Rod was like, "Well, to me, the key is if Johnny Cueto is throwing, if he comes out throwing ninety one, then he's in trouble. You know, if he's throwing like ninety three, ninety four, then that's going to be a good sign of of what he's going to do. So then, you know, they go, "Hey, Pete Rose, like, tell us, you know, tell us from a hitter's standpoint, like, what's the difference." You know, of of like three miles per hour. Like, how big of a difference is that for you? And Pete Rose just goes off on this tangent of talking about Pete Rose that that has, does not at all answer the question. Right? It's just sort of <laughs> la, la 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 la. Pete Rose, bowl haircut, whatever. And so Arod Arod jumps back in and is like, "Well, let me tell you the difference." And he gave like a really good answer. Nice. And I'm like, "There's there's your there's your difference right there." Like like Arod Trying to be insightful, not just talk about himself. Like, like sure, you know he's he's a too kind of robot-y still a little bit, and you know it's kind of awkward, and you know th- you don't know that you're getting like a, a real human being, as opposed to Pete Rose, where you know you're getting sort of this just caricature of whatever Pete Rose is. And A Rod's been Trill. much better, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, we should uh, we should reach out to A Rod.
0: Arod, you want to be in the podcast, man? Dude, I'm not kidding. Come be on the pod. I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start tweeting at him furiously. We'll, we'll call it the A Pod. Good. There you go. I think we should do that. Yeah, we should. Um, let's uh, let's take a break. Let's, yeah. uh we, We'll come back with some important questions. Uh, but Bad News Ramen is going to join us and uh, do some three strikes. He likes Arod, by the way.
1: That's good. He Everybody does. should. Yeah.
0: Not it. No, no. no. I mean. Now I, I'll give you the same the same thing about about Daniel Murphy man, like if you don't like A Rod, by all means, that's okay. Not to like A Rod, <laughs> fine. That's fine. I don't have I don't have a problem if you don't like A Rod. That's cool. There you fine. go. This is the Stew Pod. Hey, welcome back to the StewPod. We have reached my favorite segment of the show in which. I get to talk to my good friend, Bad News Ramen, and probably make some weird inside jokes, and inevitably he's going to make fun of me at some point, because
2: that's no, just I'm, how we roll. Well, I'm, I'm just glad that you got the $20 check that I gave you to slip in to say that this is your favorite segment of the show. <laughs> um, so this is uh, Three Strikes, where I, I try to uh, get on with Yahoo, but I, I haven't got a call yet from you guys yet, man, so I guess I just have to do call I call you, I call you every week. I know you do. Yeah. But I, I I need the money. I need the money. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll send you
0: another five bucks next week, man. Uh, Calm down.
2: Me, take it from the 20 bucks that I gave you to say it's your favorite segment and we'll call it a wash.
0: All right. So I'll, get, I'll send you 10 in two weeks.
2: OK, sounds good. I, I yeah. still think you get you get a leg up on a deal. Uh, so first strike is going to be uh, I hate to say that I have to talk about the Cubs once again. Uh, last last week, I talked a little bit about all the kind of the. Uh, curses they have from Bartman to the GOAT, and uh, and actually the GOAT's name is Murphy, and yeah, uh, yeah. you know, the Murphy guy hit like what, six home runs and all that stuff and everything, mm-hmm. so not too good, but I think the reason why they won that last game was because of one uh, Rowan Gardner from uh, what was it, Rookie of the Year? Razin Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Rasm- Rum Rum Rumbin Gardner. <laughs> uh, you know, Rookie of the Year, I saw that in the movie theater because my younger sister had a crush on the kid, so she she liked it. And I was just like, oh, God, you know, like so here, here's the problem. Here, here's what happened. So he went out there and I guess you know to, to get his shine on a little bit. But I think he uh, he really stuck the nails in the final coffin for the Cubs this season, because at the end of that movie, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, he retired from baseball, so to speak. And then he started playing Little League again mm-hmm. and he caught like this. He caught like this ball off the wall or whatever. And then he flashes, you know, he puts his fist in the air, and it flashes like the the Chicago Cubs like World Series champs ring, World Series champs ring, mm-hmm. and uh, I th- I think that's what did it because if you look at that team, I think Gary Busey was like their race. and the guy was like pretty much like on his way out, and then he threw out his arm yeah, like Chet, in the final Chet, Chet the, the, the Rockets Steadman,
0: I think was the yeah, name.
2: Yeah, yeah, he threw out his arm in the, in the in the final game. So I'm wondering like who picked up the slack because you couldn't you didn't have your closer who supposedly got you all the way to fight for the postseason. Uh, UC throws out his arm in the last game, he can't throw anymore. So, I'm just kind of wondering how the how did I mean, do you know how that team, that team lead, wins the World Series? I mean, they had some speed because oh, I yeah. remember I don't, I don't know. It's Rowan Gardner got he got on base and then he like walked or something like he walked by going on base and then he scored a run, but the guy was like the guy that was right behind him, you know, was like telling him to run faster. So, they had speed on that team, but. I can't see them punching Judy in their way, especially without pitching. So I think that really <laughs> did the Cubs in. So,
0: so point being, it's now the now like the fifth curse, the curse of Rowan Gardner.
2: Yeah, and that, and, and I watched that movie way too many times to to know what what I'm talking about. And you have no you have no clue. I mean, you're younger than I. am. I mean, you don't even know the movie. But you know, I, I think I think the best line in that movie was like uh, "funky butt loving" or "stinky funky, butt loving" or something like that. Funky butt loving. Yeah, you remember that, right? I do. Yeah. yeah. And then he had his he had his two friends. I mean, like I mean his two friends. That, were like all mad at him because they wouldn't play catch with them or they they couldn't like row their boat in like that little lake they had or whatever. Yeah, they couldn't be friends anymore. Yeah, it's like well, what the heck, dude? I mean, like you, this kid's like in an chase. You know, he he's the he's the main reason why your 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 team's winning, and you're gonna give him grief because you guys can't go fishing.
0: That happened in little big league though too. Like if the friends got what mad. It, at what,
2: him. Oh, maybe it wasn't the boat. Maybe it was something else. Right? No, that okay. was
0: that, that happened. It was the boat, and then. um there's there's I, don't, thing I don't too. Even want to
2: get don't I mean I hope the twins don't start having curses and 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 I don't hope I hope they don't bring that kid from Little Big League because that's probably the worst baseball movie. I, don't get me started on Little Big League. Dude.
0: I interviewed uh, I, that guy. He's nice. I'll say that uh, he's a nice guy. He's but a nice
2: guy. He he, can, he can't act. And, and and you can you can pass that along that I said that this this. Kid he's the, can't he's act. the kid in the wizard though. That was a good movie. No the, no the, oh was was he that that autistic kid? Yeah, the, he was the, the little kid, kid, kid in the wizard. With, with Kevin Arnold, <laughs> yeah, 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 and uh, we, we we know way too much. This and and Jenny Lewis was, like a, was the, the sister. She's like an indie rock singer lane, now. Dude. Three strikes down memory lane. That that's, that's what this thing's called. <laughs> we so, could just
0: do when it's the off season, man. We could do a whole three strike segment about baseball movies, and I'm I'm down.
2: Yeah, we we haven't got we haven't even gotten to the natural yet. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of problems with the natural as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what's how, strike number two? How a guy has a pewter a pewter bullet in his stomach for 20 years is beyond me. Anyway, so uh <laughs> strike number two is. uh the great Johnny Cueto and the great Edinson Volquez. And here's the deal with these guys was that when they first came on with the Reds, it's funny that they are both pitching for the Kansas city Royals right now. Um, But when they first came with the Reds, these guys were like two can't miss guys. Right. Uh, I think both of them got hurt. Uh, Maybe probably, I think I know Volquez probably had like his arm snapped or something. And then he got pinched for uh, enhancement drugs and all that good stuff. But you know, these, these guys kind of have decent seasons and everything like that. And, but I, I always kind of harken back to uh, who, who is it? Denny Green from the Arizona Cardinals when he when he walks around with that mean look on his face and says they are who we thought they were. I mean yeah. that's what these two guys are. They're they're the worst like pitching duo <laughs> of all time. I Harsh. mean Qu- Harsh. Queto, Queto is you know he he had a brief resurgence for the past three years, but I have never trusted that guy. It's like Scarface, right? Like you know like it's like I never trusted that guy. I never trusted that guy, and, and it, it rooted his ugly head in his last start where he had. Two innings, eight earned runs. I was like, come on, dude. You're like, this is the playoffs. You should not be giving up eight earned runs in the playoffs.
0: The weirdest thing was when he when he was coming off the field and they were all chanting his name, and he just had that goofy smile on his face. Like, dude, what are you smiling about? Like, what, what's going on with you? Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> Jeez. I... If,
2: you li- if you listen close, they're chanting Cueto's name. <laughs>
0: Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> I mean, Volca is like... I don't know. That guy sucked for a while. So it's, it's, yeah, I don't think that's new. I mean, he, he was,
2: he was serviceable, right? And then, they, I mean, they, they picked the worst possible time. And this is the question I want to ask you. Like, so there's been great duos in the past, right? Like, Hollow Notes, right? And, uh, <laughs> I mean, Hollow Notes, you can't, you can't get past those guys. I'm trying to think of like, maybe, maybe like Simon and Garfunkel. I mean, you put on a Simon and Garfunkel track, your, your ears start tearing up and stuff. You tell me right now, what's your, what's your best, Duo besides the ambiguously gay duo, and what's your worst duo that that you know that that you have in your own kind of personal archive of the best and the worst in baseball or in just in just in life, baby. Oh, uh best and, duo. And you, can't, you, you can't say like me and my wife. I'm mean, that doesn't that work. Best
0: worst. duo is Outcast.
2: Yeah, that's good. Big yeah. Boy and
0: Andre. I mean, that's not even a, it's not even a question right there. Outcast. Um, worst duo. Let's see. Um tell me yours while i think so we don't have a bunch of dead air
2: well i, I think like uh, maybe uh, the best duo I, i'd probably put bert and ernie up there yeah. I, I think they i think they come off well against each other even though a lot of people have tried to say that they're both homosexual which i, I don't know whether that's true or not i mean because you do have bert that you know he likes pigeons and he has like a paperclip collection so I, I i don't know what's going on there but you know I, I think you can have just two people like you know me and you like we're really good friends right i yeah. mean if, if if we live together and stuff you know I'd probably be more of the Ernie and you'd probably be more of the Bert, you know, and I, I, would, I would tear up your paperclip collection just to make <laughs> you mad. Uh, the the worst, the worst duo, I just had it and I, Oh, uh, peaches and herb. God, that, that, that those, you, you, you start with outcast is the best duo. That's pretty good. But peaches and herb is, they're, they're pretty bad. And there, there's also the other, there's also that other group where, the guy has like the really like long Jerry curls, and he has like a mustache, and some lady with like a big old fro, and they were pretty bad too. I, I don't even remember their names, but Peaches and Herb, they were up there. Dude.
0: Can I can I keep it hip hop and say Puffy and Mace is the worst?
2: Well, did they have like an album together though? I mean, he was like a he. They had like two songs together before. Though. I mean, that
0: was like his. Those were those were dudes, man. Those they ran together, Puffy uh, and Mace.
2: Well, I can't believe you talked about the best duos, and you don't, you don't bring up a M.O.P. That, that's a pretty good. <laughs> that's a pretty good duo. I mean, Bill, Bill, and the other guy. Uh, a that, little, that's little fame. You, that's that's where the that, that's where the inside joke comes in. Um, oh. You, you can't do Puffy and Mace because they they weren't really a a duo. There, there's there's a worse like rap duo out there. I just can't I just can't think of what it is.
0: All right. Well, let's let's do the third segment, and I'll try to come okay. up with it while we while we
2: do that. Well, this is gonna to be tough because now now you're gonna to have to be doing all the work. But oh, now man. that uh the Mets are in uh Mets are in the World Series, you are gonna be flown out to New York. What are you gonna do in New York? What do you wanna do in New York and uh you, you can't you can't be throwing up West Side signs and West Coast signs <laughs> down over there, dude. So uh, what what where where are the places you wanna go?
0: Well the first thing is uh, I mean I'll preface all this by being like it, it's some days it's sixteen hours worth, days worth of work, sixteen hours of work, so I don't get to do a ton, but uh, it, I mean, going to New York for the first time, I'm definitely going to, you know, try to, try to take it in. Um,
2: you can go see the Lion King.
0: Number one. No, number one, I'm going to eat pizza. Cause yes. I mean, I feel like I have to, right? Like yeah. everyone's like, Oh, you should go eat this. Go eat that. Now I'm just going to eat pizza.
2: That's it. The, the pizza, the pizza over there is, is, is pretty good. Yeah. I'm just,
0: just, that's it. Like every meal. Um, and I feel like I need to go recreate some classic hip hop uh, videos.
2: Well, see, that, that, here's yeah. Here's the thing. When 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 I went, well, don't as long as you don't do the KRS the KRS one, because that one's kind of that one's kind of sketchy. There's a there's a KRS one sitting on on the steps, and this cop's like standing right in front. Of him. You see, like the cop's big old butt and stuff, and he's kind of like pointing at the cop. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen there, but don't reenact that one.
0: <laughs> well, but, I figure I figure like since it's going to be in Queens, like I, I got to do some mob deep stuff.
2: Uh, Yeah, well, you you might get shot by M.C. (laughs) Shandy. I got to go find, like, I got to find Big Noid. Big Noid might be hanging around somewhere. Don't do that, dude. I I don't want to, I don't want you to be a statistic. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but that was the thing. Like, I I remember, like, when I was passing Long Island, I was like, I was like, man, I'm like, so MF Doom is like, he like raps over here, dude. He, He like, he like would, you know, he's, he lives like right here and I'm like right next to the guy. So it's funny, like, when you go to New York and you start, like, seeing all these places, like, I even saw Sheboygan and I thought of, uh. I thought of Brand Nubian's, like, third album. I was like, hey, there's Sheboygan and need <laughs> and stuff. Like, hey, that was in their, that was in their flow. So you're, this is you're a, definitely going to be bombarded with, with a lot of hip-hop culture just by, like, looking around the area.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely I definitely want to take in some of that. This is a total aside, but just I don't know if you've heard about this and people might not have. Have you heard about the guy who goes around and, like, puts up um, rap lyrics at, like, places where they, they mention them? Like, so he'll go to, you know, like, an intersection that gets mentioned in a rap song and he'll put, like, the – on, on the street sign, he'll put up like the the, the little plate of the lyrics.
2: I, I have not seen that, but it's I, pretty I, cool. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's really neat. Anyway, I expect I expect you to do something like that. I expect <laughs> you to, I, and we're gonna end off with this. I, I'm gonna I expect you to go to, uh, you know, an intersection somewhere, maybe in Times Square, and just and just kind of stand there and and just and just spit some rhymes. But I'll give you one, okay? And we'll end it off with this: In the rain or in the snow, I got the funky funky flow. Okay. <laughs> that's 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 from uh you know you always do this, this the song credits that's from Parappa the rapper
0: <laughs> i was going i was just going to walk around queens doing like shook ones all day
2: No, cuz you're going to get shot man I, <laughs> I don't want you to get shot dude all right just in the rain or in the snow i got the funky funky flow all right
0: uh, okay i guess
2: okay and you you still owe me the 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 bad uh the bad duo but oh, it looks like that's that's oh. not going to happen
0: you know what i'll think about it we'll do it next one
2: Sounds good. We'll do it next podcast. When, when when you're in New York, right? New York, New York. Potentially, yes. I, I don't Rod, know. Ronnie and Joe cooley
0: I mean, we could do it. We, Rodney o and Joe cooley were dope, man.
2: They, they, um, they were dope, but they got they got kind of weak towards the end. But yeah, I'll think of one too. <laughs> all right, all right. La, this Laverne, has been three Laverne strikes, to, even though it was Laverne I don't know, and just tangents. Lenny <laughs> tangents and with bad news ramen. lenny and Squiggy. <laughs>
0: um, uh, I would say you know what I would say. This is way too kids' TV.
2: But like Caillou and his sister, those guys, those those people. Anything with are, Caillou is the worst. Oh, oh, we're we're still recording. No, yeah. you, you can't do Caillou and his. No, nah, dude, nah, no, you're done. Okay, <laughs> we'll talk to you later. <laughs> hey,
0: we are back. It's the Stew Pod. Mike Oz here, with me, Chris Wick. Hey, hey, Chris. How are you? Hey, good. Thanks to Bad News Ramen for joining us. Um, last uh, on, our, on our last, like, long stew pod on the important questions segment, we asked um, which uh, which players would be most likely to vape in a postseason <laughs> celebration, and uh, we we said we'd throw that out to the Twitter world. We did on very short notice, like literally as we were starting to record this podcast. So we didn't get a ton of answers yet, um, but the one we got, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Tim Winsicum. Tim? That's a good one. Yeah, that seems like that could happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have to wonder what he'd be vaping cuz you know you can vape different things.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm so. not I'm not a vape uh, expert. Well, I will freely admit that, so.
0: You can do the you can do the vapes that are like cigarettes or you can do the vapes that are like other things. Mm. So, I think I think he might do the other things.
1: I feel like we need him to sign with a contender so we can find out next year. That
0: that kind of would be the thing like is he going to See if we're going to have the chance. Exactly. We'll see. So I know you have a couple important questions, one of which you said I'm going to be thrilled about. So we'll uh, right.
1: launch right into it. Well, th- So this is the one that you'll be thrilled about. Uh, oh, I know, I know. And the problem is
0: we're, we've, we've already
1: done this too late, so the important question is already screwed up. But what I was going to have you do was take the final four baseball teams and sort them into the Hogwarts houses from Harry Potter. Now, the problem there is you don't know anything about Harry Potter.
0: Uh, I, I thought you were going to give me another problem, and I was going to be like, uh, I don't even know what a Hogwarts house is, Chris. Uh,
1: exactly. Well, there you go. Right?
0: Uh, I can do this for you. How about this? The oh. Mets would be Hogwarts house number one.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: The uh, nice. Blue Jays would be Hogwarts house number two. Royals would be number three. And uh, the Cubs would be number four. four. There you go. I'll give I'll give you a very
1: quick rundown. Okay. <laughs> so – Gryffindor that's oh, man. that's the house that Harry Potter was in so they're like they're brave they're heroic that's Gryffindor Slytherin that's the evil house if you're evil that's where you go
0: So the Yankees all right
1: well they weren't in the they weren't the final four so no uh, Ravenclaw that's the smart house full of uh, the smart wizards and then Hufflepuff is like the irrelevant house if you suck you're going to Hufflepuff how,
0: so, how would a sucky team be in the postseason?
1: Well, it's just kind of like the blah team. So I would say like now the Cubs would be the Hufflepuff because they're out. But if we were doing this at an earlier date, the Cubs would probably be Ravenclaw because the front office is supposed to be smart and all this stuff. And uh, I don't know. What, what team is the most evil? Um. Uh-huh. I can, I just, I hear, I can hear the contempt in your voice. A
0: lot of that, de- a lot of that depends on your perspective, because a lot of people say the Cubs are evil, right? But I also think like Joe Madden's like a wizard, so ooh, you know, look at that. Um, it, it can't be the Blue the, Jays because they're Canadian the Royals, and they're just right? nice. I mean, it's, like, it's the Royals. Yeah, it has to be the Royals, right? The Royals are
1: the Royals are Slytherin. Yeah, they are. So then, are the are the Mets Gryffindor?
0: Which one is that again?
1: That's like the heroic. You're gonna say they are. The that's the Harry Potter house. Uh, I, I mean, they do. The other one. No, uh, does
0: look like a superhero. So.
1: Yeah, uh, superheroes and wizards are not the same thing, Mike. Come you, on. But you said heroic. I okay, fair. Well, that was a fun discussion, <laughs> huh? <laughs>
0: you nerd.
1: Oh man, there's gonna be like. Uh, at least 4 people who appreciate that. <laughs> Tweet at me 4 people who enjoyed that conversation.
0: And the other and the other people who don't tweeted him too and tell him not to ask Harry Potter questions again Keep on the podcast. with Mike on Twitter. I, I I will ask you a Star Wars question. Oh good. And I, and I think this is a this is a good one um cuz we've all seen the the trailer. I I'm, I'm I'm very impressed though and, and interested by the the theory that Luke Skywalker is is going to be bad. Right? I I have a hard time believing it but I think it's at least interesting. One, do you think that do you think Luke Skywalker they'll they'll turn him to the dark side and two like how big are JJ J. Abrams balls to do that if that were to happen? <laughs> um
1: I don't think they'll turn Luke to the dark side. But there's something going on there, right?
0: Like you went so- to rehab
1: well, like the the one shot in the trailer. Oh God, you're gonna make me get super nerdy in these important questions. But I didn't make shot, you ask a Harry Potter question. That know, was your, own, that was your own. thing. The one shot in the trailer that everyone thinks is Luke, where like you see the hand go on R two D two. It's you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm not crazy. I just want people to know no, that. I I'm know. Not
0: crazy. Yeah, I know. Shut up.
1: So in this last trailer, it looks like that's happening on a planet where all the bad guys are. And so I think that's kind of given some, I don't know, maybe some credence to the thought that he could be evil. But but let me throw this at you. What if he's just being held captive by the evil people, you know? Oh, yeah. Seems like the new villain's really into Darth Vader. Why not? Why not have Darth Vader's son hanging around, picking up old relics from,
0: you know vader's past tell me all the stories you know about your dad exactly i don't don't even know that guy man no tell me all the stories (laughs) i've only met him like twice (laughs) one
1: one time he died i think that's my uh that's my, my little theory maybe luke's being held captive although that's kind of hard to believe because you know pretty strong jedi so
0: i feel like i feel like that's just sort of like the like the one like one of the kind of like mark out moments they can they can withhold from us Like people are going to lose it when they see Luke Skywalker, you know, Mm -hmm. even though he's whiny, but um, that's a different story. Um, So I feel like maybe they're just kind of holding on to that so that when you see it in the theater, you're like, oh, oh, Luke Skywalker, you know, that's kind of why I think. And a lot of people think because we haven't seen Luke Skywalker, that's kind of why they're they're holding some, you know, some big thing. I just think it's a big reveal, uh, you know, the fact that like there he is. We haven't seen him in so long and and look, he's old now, but there you go.
1: Look at how much weight Mark Hamill lost for the role.
0: <laughs> my, I, I'm, I, so I, nice. I, I, didn't do this to plug my my other podcast, but I actually think it's kind of funny. Um, I started the podcast with my son, where we talk about Star Wars and he's four, and it's ridiculous. So if you want to listen to that, by all means. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris likes it. Chris is our. I do. I'm into it, man. Number two fan. Um, but uh, like literally, when we watched the trailer, I think, like the second thing that he said was, "Why is Han Solo old?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question, man. It's That's a good question. What happens? It's what happens to you? It's a, it's a good question. That's uh, learn about life, kid. Learn about that? life.
1: All so, right. Well, I have, I have one more for you. Yeah, let's do you it. Have more Star
0: Wars. Uh... In Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So
1: this Lord <laughs> of the Rings question. No. Okay. This is an actual baseball question. So Daniel Murphy has he's homered in six straight. Uh-huh. Is it six straight games, or is it just six home runs in the postseason?
0: No, seven home runs in the postseason, six consecutive games.
1: Okay. So it's a hypothetical question that I have kind of borrowed from uh, Baseball Perspectives' Effectively Wild podcast. They didn't ask this, but they asked something similar. So let's say at some point right before the postseason, Daniel Murphy actually he made a deal with the devil – and basically he is guaranteed to hit one home run per game now just for the rest of his life. At what point do you think the teams around Major League Baseball start to be like, whoa, wait a minute. This is something that's always going to happen. At what point do they take notice of this crazy voodoo
0: trick? And think that he's Barry Bonds essentially start just pitching around him?
1: Well, I guess it's more like, at what, at what point do they realize, oh my god, this guy's actually going to hit a home run every game, we need to sign him immediately. Um, so how many consecutive games does he have to go where teams are like, this is no longer a fluke, this is, this is magic?
0: Well, you know how baseball is, man. You're crazy about sample sizes. Right. So I think it would have to go into next year. I think if he hit like, home runs in, I don't know, five more games... I still think people are like, nah, 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 small sample size, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think I think he would have to go, you know, cause if he, let's say he did it five more games at the start of the year. They'd be like, oh, no, no, that there's, you know, all these months in between that. So that doesn't count. I think it would take probably a good another five, probably 12 games into next year.
1: All right. I might go a little longer than that, but I don't think that's a bad answer. Yeah.
0: Because you know people would just love to explain it away.
1: Uh, oh, of course. Of yeah. course. Well, yeah. There you go. What's your answer? Uh, I feel like 20 games in the next season, oh. people People would be like, whoa.
0: <laughs> sign this guy. Which, which Harry Potter house is he from now? He's from the <laughs> evil house. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Are we there done? It is, man. I think we're done. This has been the Stewpot, folks. We uh, this has been an extremely geeky episode, but yeah.
1: Ooh, I I wanted to to tease something real fast. Oh yeah. It doesn't really have anything to do with us specifically, but um, you can watch a live stream of an NFL game this weekend on Yahoo.
0: Oh, look how good! Look at Company Man. I know that's pretty cool. Company Man. Good job, Chris. So people should do that. They should. If you're if you're uh like us on the west coast, get up early. Early, early, early. Um but yeah, I think it's I think it's a really cool thing too. And uh while we're while we're doing Yahoo plugs, uh Yahoo Sports Podcast dot com, you can check out all the other podcasts we have going on. There are a lot, so Let's go see. And uh we'll be back of course with more stew pods on a uh more more, more often basis during the postseason then we'll get back to our you know once a week but uh, be on the lookout subscribe on iTunes rate and review um, all that kind of stuff you got it? yeah you sure. have parting thoughts for the people?
1: I look forward to figuring out the World Series matchup in a couple days and picking the American League team
0: Harry Potter bye
1: <laughs> <laughs>